I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update. Erica. Hey. What's new? What's happening? How you feeling? I'm feeling really good. Um, Why are you whispering? I'm whispering? I feel like you whispering. Oh, probably. I don't know. I didn't know I was whispering, but thanks for calling me out. So, I went to see a movie with my mom. It was really good. Who was it? It was, um, I can't I can't remember the name of it, but it's the movie with Taraji. What men want? She, yes, and I said, I don't think I would want to hear men's thoughts. I won't. Because I'd be like, what you say? <laughs> Girl. That would be too much for me. I think so. But I'm just trying to figure out who this man was. Because, baby. Oh. When Adon- he uh, whatever his name made is. that drink for her and slid that across that table. I said, Taraji, He was trying playing. to get her drunk because she already said she didn't like vodka. She liked brown. And she gonna pour her a whole Ciroc and pineapple or whatever she Girl, had. As good as he looked in that movie, he could have poured me whatever he wanted. <laughs> Ooh, that was funny. But yeah, that was a good movie. My it mom really cute. enjoyed it too. And you know what I realized? I still don't know what men want. I don't think some of them know what they want either. But I feel like men, like people always say women are complicated, but I feel like men are complicated. Like, yeah, that's all I got. Well, it is what it is with them. I think we are. I think women make things overly complicated. Like maybe he's not calling me because his battery died at work. No, he don't want to talk to you. Just don't. He's just not calling you. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I think so. What's been up with you? You know, okay. So I have been trying to make it a point to just spread some love and kindness around. So every day. I try to text, like, one of my friends and tell them I love them and how much I appreciate them. It's nice. And you don't realize, like, how much that can impact someone's day. Yeah. Like, today, I text my best friend, and I was like, hey, such and such, I love you. Like, I pray you have a good day. Like, I know some things have been occurring, but I texted her today, and she was just like, you know, thank you. Like, I really needed that. Just, like, something so simple. Yeah. So, a little bit goes a long way. So that's been helping your girl out. That's nice. Um, spread the love. Spread the kindness. Girl, your girl been planning a vacation because I'm trying to be somewhere for like three or four days chilling because your girl needs a vacation. <laughs> and, I would love that right about today. Like and yesterday. also just planning out my life, Erica, because you know your girl is trying to do some things. So but... no dating yet? No. Well, I guess I would know, but I guess. First of all, I would tell Erica, like, so, but I will say, so, whenever I start dating, I gotta, like, be careful how I tell my friends, because they, some of my friends get overhyped. <laughs> like, I'm like, bruh, chill, I'm just trying to figure out if I like homeboy, like, yeah. Some of my friends get overhyped. I feel like you're one of the, you and my other friend. I'll say you and Brene are the chillest ones. <laughs> like, Shout out to Brene. Y'all be like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> my other friends be like, so, sorry, y'all can't see how dramatic I'm being right now. <laughs> like, they will overhype, and I'm like, y'all, we just getting a burger. <laughs> I mean, but me and Brene really be happy for you, like, for real, for real. Yeah. And we, But we don't over-dramatize. I mean, we're not dramatic people, I feel like. I'm probably the dramatic person. <laughs> we just be chilling. So, speaking of dating. Uh-oh. And relationships. Uh-oh. The question is. Uh-oh. Uh oh! This has to do with digging up the past. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Um. So Shelby, 
Do you think it's important to talk about past relationships when dating someone? Why or why not? I think it depends. I think if it pertains to something that's going to affect us, yeah. we need to talk about it. Yeah. For instance, I'm going to throw out this scenario that just came to my head. <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. No, but for real. Okay, let's say that you... Okay, let's just say that I was dating someone that did something that was like one of my deal breakers and different things like that. And let's say, I think for me, that would be important to talk to that person about because maybe that would help that person understand, A, why that's a deal breaker, and B, why I feel a certain way about that topic. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're just bringing up some stuff to be like, well, when I was with Sarah, she did it this way. And when I, first of all, you can go be back with Sarah or you can go be with Guy. Which one's it going to be? Because <laughs> I wouldn't give a care. Now, I feel like if you're talking, if you're bringing up stuff that is essential to your relationship being successful, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But if you're bringing up stuff to be petty or to throw it in my face or to devalue me, it's a no for me all the way, dog. And it's a no for you as a person being with me. Yeah, I feel like it is important to talk about it, but not harp on it and That's make me feel like, you know, I'm not like the person you was with. First of all, you ain't gonna make me feel like nothing, but you ain't, but I'm trying to say like, don't make me feel some type of way because you still stuck on your past relationship. To me, that would tell me you're not over her. Yeah. And I don't have time for that. So, yeah. but I think it's important to get an understanding from each other on number one i would ask what is your longest relationship that's important because if you're telling me two weeks uh bruh we ain't gonna make it <laughs> there's you, a pattern here <laughs> you knew new to this <laughs> i don't have time for that or you know what happened like yeah. if you're like you know i cheated 17 times or something had a baby on her okay have a nice evening Skirt! you know i like i'm out of there <laughs> but i think it is important to have an honest conversation about that if you really are trying to build something with this person yeah but I don't think that you should harp on it or bring up your ex. Or one of the red flags to me, if somebody would say to me that they've been on and off with their uh, ex for like four years or something, which I've had friends that have told me that that is something that somebody said to them. And I'm like, on and off? That means he's either be on or off. Yes. I don't do breaks. I don't, we either breaking up or we together. Like, I don't have time to be going back and forth. Like, make up your mind. Yeah. So, I feel like that would be a red flag if you say, well, my past relationship lasted for five years, but we were on and off. No, what was you doing in the off season? Like, what are you, what, this is not basketball. What are we doing? So, I think it's important, but just leave it at that. If you can get a feeling of how that person is in relationship. Do they want a long-term relationship? Yeah. So, but I think it's really important because it allows you to get to know that person on a deeper level yeah and allows you to kind of get an insight into who that person is um what they've learned and different things like that and maybe even what they've taken away from a situation yeah so i think it's really important to create a dialogue because i think sometimes what we don't do is we don't have an open dialogue when we're getting to know someone we don't get to the nitty-gritty and things are important like, if you messed up in your your last relationship and you can recognize that, I can respect that. Yeah. If homegirl or homeboy did something that you didn't like, I can respect that. Like, sometimes you telling me what went wrong or, or just talking about it and not harping on it, like, maybe that will give me a deeper understanding of how 
I can be a good support system and girlfriend to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I can't be the best for you or be what you need me to be while still being myself if I don't know. Yeah. Like, if you don't tell me that this traumatic experience happened with Sarah and maybe I do something that's not even traumatic, but it triggers you, but you didn't tell me and now you mad and yelling at me. Sarah did that. You didn't tell me. Exactly. So I think it's really important in relationships when you're talking and getting to know somebody is to have an open dialogue about things from your past relationship that maybe you didn't necessarily like or that affected you and that were crucial to you. Because I feel like if you don't have an open dialogue, then that's not good. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know, but I just feel like relationships are built, are supposed to be built on communication. Exactly. And I feel like you should have the conversation but it shouldn't be to where you are harping on the fact that something he did something wrong to his ex because honestly not all relationships end badly or terrible or traumatically yeah. maybe just was a mutual thing yeah um but i did i do think it's important that you do recognize if there's patterns oh. because people women we sometimes we want to think we can change that man Oh, he's not going to be like that with me. Oh, let me oh, tell you I'm sorry. You can't change me I'm now. sorry. I don't that's, be that's naive to think like that because, I mean, you could be the best woman you know how to be, cook the best chicken you know how to cook, and other things. Um, But <laughs> if that's his pattern, then that's his pattern. And I read this quote, and it was it's real deep, so I'm going to read it real quick. It said, be careful what the type you think you're attracted to is not actually your wound sinking out familiar ground. That was deep. That was really deep. Should I read it again? That's it. (laughs) Be careful what the type you think you're attracted to is not actually your wound seeking familiar ground. So you think you're attracted to this man, but really he's the pattern that you've been dating. Your past relationship. Yeah. So that's really deep. It is deep because I feel like everybody has a type. But one thing that I've had to realize, because your girl got a type, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But... One thing that I've had to realize, I have, I've had to realize that A, I have to expand my quote type and B, like, I have to be aware of the type of people that I'm attracting. And I and I saw this quote and it was like, um, you can't always help who you attract, but you can help who you entertain. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes we attract people and we be, and people get so geeked or we get so hyped that, you know, such and such is, you know, talking to me or entertaining me, but such and such is trash. Yeah. Like, just trash. Straight uh, up garbage a whole trash. Garbage bag. Yeah. A couple garbage bags. Yeah. And I think we got to be very careful, you know, about saying that we have a type or saying we only date this type of person. You know what I mean? Because you could, first of all, you could block your blessing, miss your man, miss your husband, miss the man that God has for you. Mm-hmm. Because you, sometimes we don't even realize that that's what we're going for. It's what we're used to going for or what our past has brought us. Yeah. So... I don't know, y'all. Be careful about your past. I'm just saying. I don't know. I just, I don't know. When I look back at, like, my past relationships or different things like that, I literally, I don't have any regrets. Like, obviously, there are probably some things that I wish I could have did different or said different. But even though I feel like that, I have literally no regrets. And I say that because, like, I feel like now I'm at a point in my life where I'm just not taking your shit, like, on no grounds. You know what I mean? Within reasonable accommodations if that makes sense i think for me i i would be i would be more uh i guess more have more discernment on things yeah like that's a big thing 
that yeah. I just want to make sure that I have in the next go around. Yeah. <laughs> so, but other than that, I feel like a lot of people say, okay, your past relationships, you're the common denominator. So what is it that you have could have done better or whatever? And I'm just like, for me, I'm a one woman man or whatever. And so I'm going to stick it to the end. But if you do something dumb, then bye-bye. And that's exactly what happened to everybody else. So yeah. I'm not trying to say like, oh, I didn't do nothing, but I wasn't the cause of the breakups of these my last couple yeah. of serious serious relationships I've had. Yeah. So I just feel like that's not really fair to say. I agree. Because the other person can be trash and you can just be attracting trash and going with trash and entertaining yeah. trash. Exactly. And you're going to smell like trash and then... One thing that I can say that I have learned from past relationships, even though this was the question, but it seems like this is where we at in the podcast, is that, okay, so believe it or not, I, so I, not this part, but I really don't like confrontation. So I sometimes have a hard time communicating, even though I really like to talk a lot. Sometimes I have a really hard time communicating, like, when something bothers me or when I'm upset or different things like that. But what I can say is in the past people I've talked to is that I've had to learn how to voice how I feel without being, like, rude or derogatory or just anything like that. Yeah. And that's hard. It is. It's really hard. I just, like, I've never liked confrontation. Like, I don't like yelling or cussing or just anything like that, like... Even if anybody that I've ever talked to, they can piss me off. Like, I will never yell at them. Like, I'm not going to, like, anymore. I'm not going to cuss you out. Because <laughs> she'll be back in a day could go. <laughs> but that's that's something that's really hard and difficult for me to, like, convey to another person. Because I don't know how they're going to receive what I'm saying. But I've had to learn that as long as I give the message in good faith, how you receive or take it is on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I got to clear my conscience. But then that gets tricky because when you're in a relationship and you have, like, all these emotions, that is heightened yeah. when you're upset about something. And I'm emotional. So you could be up here crying about something. He don't even know what's going on because you haven't said anything. Yeah. I'm the total opposite of you. I mean, I'm not a confrontational person at yeah. all. But I don't have a problem speaking on, like, look, I don't like how you just said that. Yeah. Like, don't talk to me. like Or something. You yeah. know, I like, I don't have a problem speaking up on anything but I also depend it depends on what kind of man you have like if you know he ain't gonna receive the confrontation or the comment well then maybe you should do it in a different way yeah because if both of y'all ain't confrontational or don't speak up on stuff that bothers you then both of y'all just gonna be sitting there with fake smiles and then <laughs> not yeah. really happy yeah so you're right it's gonna be I'm really interested to see what type of person God has for me because it's just gonna be interesting because I don't know Girl, I don't know either. So. Jesus, take the wheel. Because <laughs> the girl, <gasps> I don't know. I don't know either, girl. I thought I knew. I, I don't. So obviously, what's been what I've been doing ain't been working. So obviously, <laughs> we back. I'm back at. But he, he better not <laughs> play with me this time. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's move on. That's <laughs> another podcast, another day. Uh, the journey. So this is where we talk about something in our journey of all things melanin. So we're going to talk about balance. So how have we learned, Shelby, how mm-hmm. to balance our passion and hustle with all things melanin and our nine to five job? Because we both work nine to five, Monday through Friday. So how 
How do we balance? Um, I think a really good way that we balance, or especially our balance, is that I've learned to set aside, like, when I'm at work, I'm at work, but I'm probably still doing blog stuff. <laughs> yes, I'm not gonna you lie. are. Because, <laughs> let me tell you, sometimes Erica's messages be blowing up. She be like, what are you doing? I'm talking to people. I'm trying. <laughs> Ain't doing nobody work. <laughs> so, no, but for real, when I'm at work, I'm at work, like, 70%, Okay. And then I do set aside specific time to do all things billing. Like, there's a specific amount of time that, like, I set out to, you know, answer emails, to interact with people on social media, to talk with ideas with, you know, Erica about. Like, I think it's really just taking the time. Because my thing is, like, why would I go to my job 40 hours a week and give them all of my time and my energy but I'm not putting that same energy into what I'm passionate about. So mm-hmm. I, for me, finding balance is finding the time. And sometimes that means your girl doesn't watch her favorite show when it comes out. I just DVR. And maybe that means sometimes, like there are some days I literally come home, I'll take like a, a mental break for an hour, and I will pump out, you know, some blogs or newsletters or, you know, go through ideas with Erica. But I think balance for me looking looks like scheduling that time and not making excuses about it. Yeah, that is so true. And I feel like to in order to balance, there has to be some sort of sacrifice, right? Yeah. You can't just balance and then everything's all great. Like, for example, even today, like, I worked super late. I got to work super early and worked super late. But then I came to Shelby's and we are recording this podcast. And it's, I know I'm dog tired, but... It's like, this is something that I enjoy doing. And it's something that we need to do. Because this is a goal that we said we were going to do. Yeah. So I'm here and I'm doing it. But it's like, it's a sacrifice because I could be sleeping right now. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like the kind of thing, like, you have to kind of, like you just said, you got to put the same energy into what you do on your 9 to 5 as you do on your hustle. Because your hustle could eventually turn into your full-time job. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, which would be awesome. Yeah. But it it does take some sacrifice. You will have to give up something, whether yeah. it's a little bit of sleep. <laughs> I mean, you do have to balance it, though. But a little bit of sleep here or not watching your show, like you said. Watch it on Saturday or whenever yeah. you can. I think you said something that's so important and so crucial that I didn't even think about till you said. And it's but, that sometimes balance looks like sacrifice. It does. Sometimes that means moving some stuff around. Mm-hmm. Sometimes balance looks like saying no to your friends. You can't go out and turn up. Sometimes that means saying, no, you can't go to happy hour. Sometimes that means saying, no, you can't be present at events that you would normally be present at. Because let's be honest, when you were first starting your side hustle or your brand, you were putting every waking minute and hour that you possibly can into your child or to your baby. And I think the first few years, especially the age or the point that we're at in right now, we're still in the beginning stages. So we're pouring everything we have mentally, emotionally, and monetary that we yes. can't afford to put into it. And yeah. I think that sometimes balance, even though it, I don't know if it makes sense, but balance looks like sacrifice because that's exactly where we are. I, Besides my mom, I talk to Erica probably the most. I feel besides like... Besides my parents. Not Sorry to cut you off. Oh, you um, but balance is like sacrifice. You have to create boundaries for people. Like you said, girl, I can't meet you at uh, happy hours tonight. I have to do this podcast you know it's like making the adult decision yeah <laughs> to better your brand 
You know, yeah. because if I would have been like, nah, we ain't recording these podcasts. And that's a goal that we had for the years to really push this. Then what do I look like being like, girl, I'm so dog tired. No, it's this is actually what I enjoy doing. Like, yeah. I, you know, obviously I work because I have bills. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but what I'm saying is like I'm sacrificing a little bit here and a little bit there. Yeah. And that's just how it's going to be. That's that's the only way you can yeah. really just balance your hustle. Yeah. And your job. And then if you got kids and a man, bruh, I don't even know. Bruh, what I got none of that, that, but I'm struggling. <laughs> I don't even know how that's gonna add up in my you life. You know so pray to God on that, and we are praying for you. <laughs> so you gotta cook dinner. You gotta do all that. Like I'm not. Re- I can't. You barely got dinner today. I know. So. You know, guys, Shelby cooked for me. I can cook. First she, of all. she. Let me tell you what she made me. As I came home from work, <laughs> like coming or something. Um, don't get used to it. Fried chicken breast. And cream spinach. Y'all, when I tell y'all, I ate that like I had no, hadn't eaten in 40 days and 40 nights. She really did. I mean, I still got a piece over there, which I'm going to eat after we finish recording this. <laughs> and we dipped it in some ranch, y'all. It was so good. I would just like to say I can cook. People think because I'm skinny. Have, you, have people ever told you, oh, this is so off script, but have people ever told you you don't look like you can cook? Yeah. People have told me. And people skinny shame me sometimes. Listen, I can't help how I'm made up. If it bothers you, that is a reflection of yourself. Facts. And not me. Facts. Like, I don't know. I tell people all the time, they be like, you just need to listen. I'm cool. Like, I've accepted this is how your girl is made. Some people like skinny people. Some people don't. If you don't, that's on you. But I'm still living my life and chef it up when I can. Shelby can eat for, like, three people. I can. And I just need, (laughs) when God's sending my man... Like, I hope he don't think I'm pulling up to the table and ordering a salad. Oh, no. I mean, I love a good salad, but then you got to have some chicken on it, some steak, some shrimp. <laughs> so, we went out. So, me and Erica went out for my cousin's birthday, and we went to this fancy restaurant, but we were pressed for time, y'all. If I would have had time, and so we ordered, like, first of all, it was fancy, fancy. Like, one of them restaurants where you got to whisper. <laughs> like, it was so fancy. Everybody was like, why are you whispering? Listen, I'm not finna be the one that they think is ghetto. First of all, this is how fancy it was. We pulled up, right? And it does. it's not just like a regular door. It's an elevator that you get on that goes underground, okay? Like, first And they of all, press the button for you. Yes. Like, you get an elevator, they press it for you. You have a nice night, ma'am. <laughs> I see why my meal is so much because I'm paying for the service. <laughs> then we went down in the ambiance. Oh, oh it's gorgeous. Listen. Y'all, it was like they were setting the mood. So anybody that took their man or their girl there, listen, yes. they got something. So me and Shelby both ordered a steak and cream spinach. And Shelby, you left your steak in my house the next day. I know. Day. Did you eat it? No. Wasn't nothing left. You talking about, yeah, if I would have stayed, we would have tore it up. You had like one bite left. So <laughs> the I know we were totally off topic. But the funny thing is, so we had a time limit. So my cousin's reservation was like at 9, 10. This is so ghetto. But we had to get to the club before 11. <laughs> I mean, we're not the only ones, okay? Listen. And so we had to get to the club. And then our waiter referred to himself as Snacks. Yeah. And Snacks was talking too much and just taking his time. I was like, I was like, cousin, we need to order. And so our food took like 30 minutes. But we had to leave by a certain time, y'all. I'm telling y'all, if I would have had time, I would have ate every single thing on my plate Right there. Then my cousin will come and tell my Shelby, you was hungry. I told y'all. And then she going to take the bread. The rest <laughs> of the bread that was for the table of eight people. Like, come on, bro. They weren't going to eat it. They said they didn't <laughs> like it. 
<laughs> it was good though. Listen, it was fancy, fancy. So we went to uh, Dakota's. Yeah. It's an underground steakhouse. Now let me tell y'all, if y'all gonna go, y'all need to look up the menu because it's pricey. It's really and good. And don't though. take nobody you just talking to. Like they need to be your man, man, your husband, yes. your fiance. Yeah. Like listen, like I wouldn't just take no regular schmegler dude. Like he had, he would have to be my dude for like a year. Yes. If I'm pulling out all the stops for him. Yeah. Listen, and he better tell me how much he loved me. And the wine was good, too. Listen, then Chanel, then my cousin ordered a, a bottle. Let me tell y'all, we drank every drop and of that fun. $42 bottle. This is how fancy bottle. it was. Originally, we had wine glasses already set on the table. The waiter comes by and takes the wine glasses. We're talking about, excuse me, sir, we just ordered a bottle of wine. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm coming back with a flute. And then we were like, oh. So we over here yelling at him because we thought he took our whole wine uh, glass. Y'all, we was drinking that. Sir, we got wine coming. What you doing? <laughs> just so uncivilized. <laughs> <laughs> then when we got to the club, it was a different story. Hey. <laughs> I was like, Erica, this is so sad that we don't know this. Like, we gotta start, like, treating ourselves to nice restaurants. Maybe we can do it every other month because my bank account yeah, was every, hurt. Every, every other. Because my bank account, I'm not gonna tell y'all how much my food was, but it was hurt. It was a lot. It was. It was good. <laughs> I don't even know how we got on this conversation. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That was, um, talking about something. Yeah, go with your passion. Yeah, go with that. <laughs> No, we was talking about the journey. So, but no, that was something that we did together that wasn't work. Yeah. Or wasn't that was really our passion. Fun. It was. I really made Erica bring my plus one because everybody was. I made Erica be my plus one because everybody was bringing plus ones. And I'm like, I'm not showing up without a plus one. Erica, you going to be my plus one? Girl, I got dressed so fast. I was like, ready. We was real cute. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> sorry y'all for that uh ran- random thing. But we'll move on to the mentor moment. Um, so this is where someone asks it a question and we give our advice on it. So the question is, Shelby. Okay. How can I be confident in making a decision that my friends or family don't agree with? What do you think? Here's the thing. I think at the end of the day, you only got one life to live. Amen. And you don't get no do-overs. You don't get no second chances. You don't get. That's, that's a great point. That's how it is. So, my thing is, at the end of the day, this is your life. When I, Me, personally, when I come to the end of my life and God asks me what I do with my talents, I pray that I don't have anything else left to give him, and I pray that I don't have any excuses to give him. I don't ever want to say, oh, I didn't pursue this because Sarah told me it wasn't a good idea, or Sarah told me ain't nobody in the family did that. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't really tell people what I'm going to do, because a lot of I think sometimes you have to be careful with telling people what you're going to do or what you want to do because if you have an extraordinary dream, somebody that's ordinary is not going to understand the purpose that's on your life. Preach. Only God is going to understand the purpose that's on your life. There are things that me and Erica want to do and that we are going to do by God's grace that if we told some of the people we know, they wouldn't understand it or get it. They may give us the, oh, that's nice or, oh, that's cool, but in the back of their mind, they probably be like, how they going to pull that off? <laughs> Watch. So I think <laughs> that... You have to be confident in making a decision for yourself because yeah. you got to live your life for you. Like, you got to make sure that when you come to the end of life that you've used all the talents that you can use. I think that sometimes we get caught up in people-pleasing and being valued by somebody else that ain't done what you've done, ain't mm-hmm. been where you've been, and ain't going where you're going. Yes. I genuinely believe this, that the majority of people on this earth are are okay living an ordinary life. And there's nothing wrong with that. I say that all the time. There's absolutely, positively nothing wrong with that. But you cannot share extraordinary dreams with ordinary people. Amen. So you can't put your value 
and someone not agreeing with what you want to do for your life. If God told you to do it, if God gave you the passion and the view and the vision to do it, I'm not trying to be funny. Excuse my language. I don't give a fuck who don't agree with it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't care if you don't agree with it. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care if you don't think I can do it. That's on you and your confidence and your limited mindset. But if God gave it to me and I believe that I can do it and he's given me the vision to do it, by all means, I'm going to do it or die trying. That's all I got for you. That's the only way you can be confident is if you know that it came from God or it's a passion. Like if you can't stop thinking about it and if you, it's just something you get really excited about, you know it's from God. So that's where your confidence could go from. And like I've always said, like friends, they could actually mean well and give you like advice or tell you what to do. But sometimes their vision is not your vision. Yeah. So they could be staring you in the wrong direction. And so a lot of the times you just have to be confident in what God told you to do. And then your friends and family, I mean, how miserable is it to try to just live up to what your friends do or want you to do or even your family? There's a lot of times where a family, they expect you to go to college and be a doctor and do all of this. But maybe you want to be a music artist. Maybe you want to be a painter. Whatever you want to do that is not the norm. You know, a lot of people, I've heard, uh, I have a friend, she says she wants to be um, an actress. And her parents, they're all in the medical field and they're just looking at her like um how do you think you're gonna sustain an acting career but it's like are you living for your parents are you living for your family yeah are you living for you because like you said it's your life and you only get one yeah so i feel like for me my parents for the most part or my friends and family are for the most part very supportive but if i you know if i'm saying something just crazy and out the loop we're just absolutely doesn't make sense then my parents would bring me back down to like okay you need to have a plan like this is like crazy because a lot of times people you know you hear like actors or actresses like oh i moved to la with five dollars um sorry lord i can't i don't i can't do that one i'm gonna have to have a plan you know but some people can do that and some people i'm pretty sure they have told them don't you go out there with five dollars in your pocket you know that kind of thing but it's like you got to follow what you're doing and what you want to do in your life so i agree yes that was the word i mean that's all i got for y'all but definitely just saying like if god placed it on your heart and you really believe in your heart of hearts that you're supposed to do something don't ever let nobody discourage you from doing what you want to do or doing what god has called you to do like think of someone that you admire i'm pretty sure that someone didn't agree with their decision i'm someone i'm pretty sure that someone didn't agree with their path but they had the faith of a mustard seed to keep going. And I feel like as long as you got God on your side, it don't matter who disagree with you. It don't matter who don't want to sit with you. Like, it doesn't matter. They'll come around when you pop it. So. And that is perfect for our Bible verse. Yeah. It's, like, perfect. Like you just said, like, who can really be against us? And that is, the words of encouragement is Romans 8.31. If God be for us, who can be against us? And I feel like if you have the confidence that God is giving you this dream and passion to go for it, then nobody can be against you. Yeah. Your friends could tell you, girl, that's dumb. What are you doing? Like, that's not a smart idea. Like, you should have a backup plan. Like, all this kind of stuff. If you know that God is for you, then who really honestly can take you down and be against you? Yeah. And then just to add on it, I know there have been points in my life where, you know, people haven't always been for me or may have talked about me or just been really mean and nasty 
or you know have a fallen out with me for some reason and then you know like when people fall out with you they try to like bad math you and do all those things and my whole thing is like no matter where you are in life and different things like that just piggybacking off what erica say like it don't matter what nobody has to say about me what nobody thinks about me because at the end of the day, I have to answer to God. And if God is for me, and he is on my side, and he loves me, and he's protecting me, and he's guiding me, you can do whatever you need to do. You can say whatever you need to say. But God still got me, point blank. Period. Period. With a T. <laughs> well, I think you should lead us on prayer, uh, Pastor, with that one, with that word. <laughs> <laughs> so before they do that, so thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed yes. this episode, please like it. Please share with a friend that um, definitely needs to hear this word yeah. or could <laughs> use some encouragement be sure to follow us on instagram at all things millinet underscore underscore and check out our blog at www.allthingsmelanin.org and subscribe okay bow your head close your eyes but if you're driving just keep them open and just sway with the spirit okay So, Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we know how, thanking you for each and every blessing that you have bestowed upon us. We pray for each and every person that is listening to this podcast. We pray that you would just continue to protect their relationships, to put genuine people in their life who love them, who encourage them, and support them. If they have a snake in their circle, we pray that you would expose them. If they are limiting their... if they're limiting their desires or limiting their passions or they're having doubts, we pray that you would give them the reassurance that they have you and that they are going to make it, Lord Jesus. We pray that you would allow them to turn their side hustle into their passion, that you would allow them to keep going, Lord Jesus. We know it's hard. We know they're sacrificing. We know everybody not may not believe in what they're doing. We know they may get discouraged. But we pray, Lord Jesus, that you continue to bless them, keep them, and guide them, Lord Jesus. And I pray that you would just remind them and their um, weakness or when they're sad or when they're down or when they're just not feeling like themselves is that as long as you're for, as long as you are for them it does not matter who is against them in your name we pray amen amen